0: You got this down now. Hey, spit the tracks. We're welcome to another episode of Flawedcast. Episode number 52: Arithmetic Bugs. Flawedcast.
1: Flawedcast.
2: Get in the arena. Woo!
0: Is something wrong with that? I got worms.
2: I was <laughs> <laughs> right, just waiting for him to say All right. Willie, Will, wheel, Will. Jason?
0: Actually, it's normally Will, wheel, willy, Will. Wheel. I switched it up there a little bit.
2: Well, that's okay. We're 15 days away from a brand new day. Yeah, right? And then 79 days of hell. Have you heard him from Johnson? Who? Johnson. I haven't seen
0: him. I'm... Hey. Yes, yeah, Johnny. Here's Johnny.
1: What's up, fellas?
0: You're so vain. Probably think this podcast is about you.
2: You're so vain. You're so vain. Well, you both have equally important roles, which I will admit are way more important than mine. I and bring the muffins. He is the muffin man. Do you Jacob know the muffin man? I brings the coffee. Do you know the muffin man? Do the, you muffin know the muffin man! Who lives on Drew Lane? All right. That might be racist. I don't know. Anyway, so I want to welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Flawed Cast. And as. Yep. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> I'm like. No, the... I'm not looking to interrupt you this time. <laughs> oh, okay. Now you
1: baby do it. Are you so used to it? <laughs>
2: it was funny because yeah. John interrupts all the time. And then last night I was talking to John in the car, and then his daughter just interrupts. I'm like, okay, well, I know where she gets it from. <laughs> And that doesn't fall far from the tree. No, apparently not. So we want to thank everyone for tuning in, listening. We picked up some new subscribers recently, which thank you. And four of them Democrats that have switched over to Republican. Hey, hashtag walk away. Anyway, uh, did, did we lose any subscribers or there any sentient voices? Well, you, as always, our fans are boisterous and I rude as the day to, is long. <laughs> I, I got to a conversation with one of them. I think I was trying to talk
1: to them, and you know, they brought up some very valid points. And I was listening to them, and I'm thinking, okay, what you're saying one of our listeners? It really makes sense. But the more I thought about it, I couldn't help but think.
2: Ooh.
1: Talk like an angel, but I got one. You're the devil in
0: Yeah, pretty much. Johnny does a hell of an elvis. I was gonna say. It's the very hair, that was, hair. Very good. That was that was pretty good, man. Very good. I yeah. got the waist. <laughs> <laughs> the later years. I do a good big bopper, just so you know. Elvis, and elvis chantilly lace. Chantilly lace and a pretty face and a ponytail. Alright, maybe not as good as John does us.
2: Hey, we all have our skills. I, I don't do any impersonations. I can barely impersonate me. But you know so, the muffin, man. I do. One of my besties here. Muffins are all gone, but they were a big hit this morning, Johnson. Um muffins. better than you and Jason's cream sticks. Hey, brunch.
0: I don't care for the cream stick comment.
2: Well, I think the key word there is load. But nonetheless, I want to thank everyone for listening and subscribing. Please continue to share. That's how we are growing and getting around the censorship. We are everywhere. Excuse me. Currently, we are everywhere. You can listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify. We are on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, hit the bell. We are also currently on all social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Parlor, Gab, Flawdink, Inc., Flawdcast, CLE, Email us at infoflawdinc.com or send us a message on our social media platforms. And why the perplexed look, my friend? Silence is painful. The
0: sound of silence, the silence.
2: Hello, darkness, my old friend. A little darkness. My
0: Sometimes being silent says a lot.
2: Uh, well, technically, it doesn't say anything,
0: but uh, nonetheless, uh, why do we gotta get technical? When I said "says a lot," I meant sends a message—a silent message.
2: Did you enjoy your uh, your
1: venture last night, Jason? Jason went to a a American tradition we call it a football game,
0: high school playoff football game, football, football. It was an excellent game, and the good guys won, which is pretty cool. Did
1: You get tased?
0: I didn't. I wore my mask. As requested by Supreme Chancellor Dewan, the entire game, although there was at least 50 fans there who at no time in the night had Mass sign, which I was totally fine with. Did
1: you hear any of this?
0: No, I, I saw none of that. I high-fived them all as I went by.
2: Apparently they tried to grow their crop of Fs. And none of them popped up this year, so (laughs) they're all fresh out. Speaking of another American tradition, what we're going to do is the instant classic triggering aspect, the initial triggering aspect of this episode. And we are going, you know, this reminds me of a video. Did you guys see the video
0: of the softball team once they're not doing the national anthem? Did you see that?
2: Mm, No, uh, but I saw the
0: 100 Biden smoking crack. Yeah. Well, this one, the umpire said, or the announcer came over. They're all lined up on the baselines like they do in baseball to sing the National Anthem. And they announced they're not doing the National Anthem. I didn't hear exactly why they weren't. It's racist. But when they announced that and the girls started going back to their dugouts, the crowd started singing, and the girls ran back out in the field and stood in line, and they sang the national anthem. It was so. What you're saying, freaking is when, awesome!
1: When evil tries to do what evil does, if good-hearted Americans get in the arena and do the right
0: thing, that other people will follow. That's exactly right, and that's exactly what happened because it got loud. It started with one person, like it does, or a couple. July that reminds me of that far, scene
2: that in start? Red Dawn where they're getting ready to to take out all the patriots, and the one guy just yeah, starts. Yep. Oh him. say, and then you know they lit them all up. But you know what? That is the patriotic middle finger that we need to give yeah. to these Luciferian globalist pedophiles. I applaud
1: those fans for showing some spine. Absolutely, 100 yes. percent, man. Yes. Get in the, in
0: the arena. So
2: let us give our patriotic middle finger it. to the powers that be, and we will, as our tradition, do the pledge of allegiance. If you on the road, on the toilet, mowing the grass, whatever, please feel free to join with us and hand over your heart. I, I pledge, pledge allegiance to the, the flag. flag. Of the United States of America, and, and to, to the, the Republic, Republic for which it stands, one nation, nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: That feels good. Feels really
2: good. As you hear this, will be
0: eight days before the election. Which, and, and as you say that, I just really want to say I know we waited till the end last week, so let's make sure we say it right now. Get out there and vote, folks. You do not have to wait till election day. I know in my town, the polls are open for early voting Monday through Friday. Um, you can go on to your website for your county and find out where you can early vote and what times. So you don't have to wait in lines. You don't have to worry about anything. There's no reason not to go early vote. Do not mail in.
2: Vote in person. Vote in person. Yes. Do not
0: mail it in because it
2: will not count we've been saying if you want your vote to count vote in person and please make sure all your identification is up to date reflecting your current address your current name address and everything else everything yeah all, make sure it notifies what parts you got or don't have anymore. more nonetheless that being said we're talking about our parts hey you're the fan of the cream sticks so nonetheless we are going to I'm get more of a muffin man you know you're not
0: getting the last word in, Bill. I don't know why you're not trying. Not with this guy. Not with this guy. So,
2: <laughs> all right. So, this episode... Single me out, Single me out I tell you.
0: <laughs> I, hey, man. Hey, I, I, did, I, I didn't a, look at any there was, of you there when was I said a watermelon that. popped up there and I just hit it. I don't care who I'm throwing <laughs> under the bus. I'm just making good commentary. Gallagher Santee over here. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed your muffins. Really. Anyway, hey,
2: your I did very much. Time. Thank you. Good. In your house good. Good.
0: You know what? Don't show up with anything less than a cream stick next time,
2: Johnny. I guess.
0: Uh, two cream sticks. One for me and one for you. By the way, he's never. Seen the movie
2: Elf? I find that I, you know I just saw Beetlejuice for the first time the other day. And he said wow! He I don't get it.
0: Well, it's it, it, it's awesome. So there's that. Yeah. Anyway, I know you are, but what am I? He was busy cleaning his carpet. know <laughs> well, Eleanor Roosevelt. That that, that, that that may need to be edited out.
2: <laughs> that might that might stay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so this episode is going to be structured kind of differently than a lot of the other episodes that we've done before because this one is very spiritually based in this one. It's going to be a little bit of a darker episode, I would say, because one of the things that we need to do right now is to start exposing the evil. Because it's just, it's not a good enough just to say, well, there's evil. What What does that mean? Saying what the illness is doesn't necessarily help Wait, to identify so the symptoms. Are
0: you saying other than having an island where they can rape children and a plane to get you there with those children? Wayfair, we got just what you need.
2: We are now understanding the the entire biden family is an organized crime family that really in the pedo and crack and, well, and it's it. not
0: it's not just them they've, they've got their uh lieutenants
2: oh as sure. you would say in the
0: mob and, right. and and all these other folks who are who are involved it's well, the, unbelievable. Too.
2: well the thing that really creases me is you know you're talking about obviously you're making reference to epstein island and, and the lily the express just even in this week and this is going to be a little outdated, you know, all this information started to come out about the absolute treason and the seditious acts of the entire Obama administration. You know, Bill Barr coming out and saying that they're not going to do anything about it because it's a election time. And this is what is really sad to me. This is really creasing me. Look at these people that we're talking about. They're absolute scum of the earth, but yet they are lording over us because Americans don't have the stones the self-respect, the dignity to stand up and just simply say no. Look at Hunter Biden. The guy I, is I, a petty... Tell your family he was trying to rule over us, but we'd sit back and take yeah, it because... No, but Trump- that's where I stop you. I don't think it's that we don't have the balls to do it. Oh, I think I we are not organized. I think mm.
0: just like I was just talking about when someone started singing the national anthem, they organized everyone and
2: everyone's... Well, it, it's just that we got to that point.
0: Well, I'm saying you know I mean? folks, are, folks are afraid to go out on their own because they know in order to make the impact that they need, they're going to need... A group of people. It needs to be organized. So I'm agreeing with you,
2: right? Well, it's like we talk a lot about the idea of rugged individualism. Teddy Roosevelt obviously is a huge inspiration for us on this podcast, and you know we've really lost that. For example, I have a huge Trump flag in my front yard, and I had someone made a comment to me the other day, like, "Aren't you afraid of this or that?" And I'm like, "No." And it, I could tell right. that it took him back. Like well, you're not afraid of, of offending this or that, and I said, "No." I said, "He's <laughs> yeah. like I, I embraced. I I, I enjoy Well, <laughs> well, the, the guys like the guys like. Well, what about your neighbors? I said, "Well, my neighbors have too." <laughs>
0: Hello, America. What are you offended by today?
2: Right. So anyway, so it's important that we identify the idea of evil. And I say this very loosely because there's a difference between understanding something and then embracing. So I don't encourage you to embrace these principles, but I encourage you to try to understand at least enough to recognize when evil is being perpetrated against us. Now, this is called arithmetic bugs. I was doing a little bit of study and history and research like I do, and I came across this, which i know never heard before, and I think this is an excellent starting point for where we're going to go. So, Jason, go ahead. If you don't mind reading uh, what arithmetic bugs are. U.S. Air
0: Service balloon troops, spotting for the field artillery, were plagued by all manner of vermin and pest. Among them were rats, fleas, flies, frogs, nits, mites, maggots, and the arithmetic bug. The latter was the ubiquitous cootie, and the infestation was universal. In other words... Both sides of no man's land, this hardy pest proved resistant to the most stringent efforts to eradicate it indeed. Doughboys consigned themselves to reality, little brothers in the trenches. The popular refrain was the arithmetic bug added to a misery, subtracted from our pleasure, divided our attention, and multiplied like hell. That's a actually a that really ag- good statement. Yeah, say so, that again. The, the, yeah. the arithmetic bug added to our misery, subtracted from our pleasure, divided our attention, and multiplied like hell. got cooties.
2: You see kind of where we're going to go with this. Right, the idea of arithmetic bugs—you're talking about infestation and in hell on earth—and I think the idea of like a bug, a vermin, a despised and uh, loathed animal, if well, you will, is appropriate. It is appropriate, and, and
0: just to put reference to how. Despised. And this is during
2: World War One. I'm sorry, I should have said that earlier. World War One first introduced the idea of trench warfare. So the place in between the Allied sign, if you will, and the other side, uh, it was called no man's land. And that's why they had these people in like hot air balloons, kind of coasting over, that they could spot and kind of report back. Sorry. No,
0: it's uh, we're too far gone for that now. Go ahead.
2: Alrighty then. All right. So we got the idea arithmetic bugs. Go ahead and read that one more time if you don't mind Jason, the underlying portion, because I just want us to understand the idea of the arithmetic bug and what we are going to focus on here. The arithmetic
0: bug added to our misery. Subtracted from our pleasures, divided our attention, and multiplied like hell.
2: Let that sink in. The first cootie, the first arithmetic bug, the originator. I want to get into this a little bit. And Johnson, if you can go ahead and read this portion. I'll be
1: reading from Genesis 3, 1 through 13
2: from the Amplified Bible. Can you speak at a level that humans can hear?
1: I will be reading from Genesis 3, 1 through 13 from the Amplified Bible. Is that better? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John. Now the serpent was more crafty, subtle, skilled in deceit than any living creature of the field which the Lord God had made. And the serpent, that being Satan, said to the woman, Can it really be that God has said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees of the garden. Well, except for the fruit from the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God said, You shall not eat from it, nor touch it, otherwise you will die. But the serpent said to the woman, You certainly will not die. For God knows that on the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, that is, you will have a greater awareness, and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise and insightful, she took some of its fruit and ate of it. And she also gave some to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of the two of them were opened, that is, their awareness was increased. And they knew that they were naked, and they fastened fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool afternoon breeze of that day. So the man and his wife hid and kept themselves hidden from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees in the garden. But the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the fruit of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, The woman whom you gave me to be with, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent begilded me and deceived me. And I ate from the forbidden tree.
2: There's something really interesting here. A lot of really interesting things. Yes, but there's one thing in particular that I want to really focus on. It hadn't really hit me until I started diving into this. And it says here in verse three you shall not eat from it or touch it, otherwise you will die. And what hit me is the idea of a death of innocence. The number one goal of all of these people that are, and I still marvel in this, lording over us, that are leading us, and I'm not just talking America, I'm talking globally, they have a common strand of wanting to murder innocence, and not just murder innocence, they want to exploit it, they want to molest it. Mm-hmm. They want to distort it. Because, Eradicate it. Well, exactly. But there's a lot of truth to that. You'll die. That loss of innocence, because once that's gone, it's, yeah. you can't get that. Well, the, the scripture verse says, for the wages of sin, sin. is right. death.
1: Now, up until that point in time, there was nothing. There was no death. Right. Death they, did not exist. They were all sin hanging out butt exist. naked in the Garden of Eden with God. But We I mean, still do that from time to time, but we get thrown in prison for it.
2: At any rate, so I don't know what John does when he. <laughs> what does John do when we're not? Hey, what the wife him? and I do in our spare time is none of your business. Well, okay, so nonetheless, I will edit that out to protect her. So, <laughs> um, so we're we're talking about the death of innocence. And you think of the most innocent being the most vulnerable, the young, people that are unable to, if you will, have not had the knowledge of good or evil. Once Adam and Eve did, or once people do, they call it the the age of accountability. That's when it's a whole new ballgame. And why you hear, and why it's so vile, the idea of pedophiles and pedophilia. The term is innocence lost? Right. Childhood's end, effectively. So last episode, we talked about the idea of lesser magic. This episode, we're going to get into another idea. It's called As Above, So Below. But before we do that, Johnny, can you read the next verse? Because I think this is important because a lot of people who are believers and who have a foundation of faith, I don't want them to misinterpret the fact that we're talking about these things because most churches won't. Most leaders and most pastors won't talk about this stuff. And I feel like that's why a lot of people have been so coerced and and coalesced into assigning up with a lot of the stuff that's going on and going along with it to normalize it, to make things okay. Once again, we're not celebrating, we're not delighting In the fact that this evil exists, we're trying to expose it.
1: I will be reading from the Amplified Bible once again. Ephesians 5.11 Do not participate in the worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness, but instead expose them by exemplifying personal integrity, moral courage, and godly character.
2: This is an attempting to expose... This and sounds like they're saying get in the arena. Ding ding ding. More God. More God. Now, if you don't mind, if you can read this, we're going to talk to this idea. We're going to try to expose. Let's get into this a little bit. Jason, can you go ahead and read that, please?
0: As above, so below. The definition and the meaning of the phrase as above, so below comes from the beginning of the emerald tablet, or the emerald table as it's frequently called, is part of the Hermetica, uh, one of the most revered magical documents in Western occultism, and embraces the entire system of traditional and modern magic, which was inscribed upon the tablet in cryptic wording by Hermes Trismegistus. The significance of the phrase is that it holds the key to all mysteries all systems of magic function with this formula that which is above is the same as that which is below macrocosms is the same as microcosms. The universe is the same as God. God is the same as man. Man is the same as the cell. The cell is the same as the atom. The atom is the same as, and so on, and infinitum. This message theorizes that man is the counterpart of God on earth, as God is man's counterpart in heaven. Therefore, it is a statement of an ancient belief that man's actions on earth parallel the actions of God in heaven. This pivots on the belief that all things have their birth from this one thing by adaptation. The next expression of the message is as within, so without. As a universe, so the soul which is also a principle of Hermes Trismegistus. The purpose of all rituals in ceremonial magic is to unite the microcosm with the macrocosm. This is to join God or gods when invoked with the human consciousness. When such a supreme union is achieved, the subject and object becomes one. This is because the magician feels that he is consciously in touch with all elements of the universe. Thus, he can control them. It may be said the magician feels connected with the universe. This feeling intensifies the more the magician practices his skill. Whenever he experiences a failure, he knows that the ritual was not performed correctly. When feeling unison with the universe, the magician knows he has reached his higher or true self. It is because he has attained mastery of himself and the universe. Some magicians, like Aleister Crowley, claim this. When the magician reaches this ultimate peak of altered consciousness, the miracle's are no longer important. The extreme goal becomes the direct union with God.
2: Ho, ho, ho! Fiction can be fun. So, the important thing to take away from this is as above, so below, the idea that as within, so without. It's a complete inversion of everything. And the thing that comes to my mind is when you're saying the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The last episode, we talked about Anton Lefay, some Lefayan occult theology. Now this time, uh, we're talking about Aleister Crowley, who came before Anton Lefay, and he is really the one who started the idea. So even if you just take it for face value, what it says, as above, so Below mm-hmm. the idea that hell is—I mean, even just well, the,
1: the very essence of what you're talking about stems back to the, to the creation story itself. And when when God dispersed Satan out of hell, it, into it, hell, yeah, or into hell, excuse me, he cast him from the heavens down below, and Satan the entire. T- time, his entire existence down in hell has been to try and flip the script. Yes,
2: that was so perfectly stated. Jason gave me notes.
1: Yeah, You know nothing he, wise comes he, from my own intellect.
2: He's a special, special he, man. A special, special man. Her, you're an
1: enlightened cat. I really dig talking to you, man.
2: What we have to realize is that there is a complete inversion happening in our culture. And this is by design. This is being willed. This is being purposed by these Luciferian, satanic, they're on both sides of the aisle but predominantly, you know, the Democratic Party is the progenitors of this. And quite frankly, when you see all the pedo stuff, Trump's fighting with all his might to try to get children out of the sex slave, you don't really see it anymore because there's a cabal, My one of my favorite words, you know, with, with social media conglomerates, and they're at this point trying to censor everything. And the important thing is that we expose this, right? I'm going to be a little harsh on the leaders of the church because they won't discuss this stuff. And... We need to understand that our enemy is real. Our enemy has agents. This is like we like to believe that we are the side of big guns upstairs. He also has his agents. And I, minions. Right. Years and years ago, I was engaged to a woman who was a witch. And she would tell me that, especially this time of year, like their covens, they would pray and they would fast over certain things. For example, at, at that time, the Blair Witch Project was a huge movie that was out. She would tell me how they'd have their covens. They would have these satanic... Luciferian rituals where they would pray and fast and and do certain things, which I won't get into here, to have the spirit of the devil manifest through these movies. And, And I, listen, you don't have to believe this. It doesn't matter if you believe this. This is what these people see. And I'm sorry if you can't see that these principles are at work. This is like a real thing. So, Johnny, if we can go back up to First Chronicles now, why this is important? Because you got to be very insightful. You have to purposefully look at things. But the Bible does talk about the enemy a lot. And we're going to talk a little story about King Saul. And I personally, in my belief, this is what did it for Saul. Yeah, you did, know? What Dunn did him in. Yeah. Aff- affirmative.
1: Yeah, he had many chances, and then he, he just yeah, th- he continually kept... Well, and, it, and it comes
2: to a point where once you give over to certain things, there's no turning back. Uh, at First Chronicles
1: 10, 13 and 14 from the Message of Bible, Saul died in disobedience, disobedient to God. He didn't obey God's words. Instead of praying, he went to a witch to seek guidance. Because he didn't go to God for help, God took his life and turned the kingdom over to David, the son of Jesse. From the Amplified Bible, it reads this way. So Saul died for his trespass, which he committed against the Lord, for his failure to keep the word of the Lord, and also because he consulted a medium regarding a spirit of the dead to inquire of her, and did not inquire of the Lord instead. Therefore, the Lord killed him and turned the kingdom over to David, the son of Jesse. Bad, 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 bad call. Series of bad calls there, Saul.
0: Hey john that's weird that
1: glass looks half full to me wow now that you mention it it is half full no i mean it's it's the difference between saul and david I mean, we've talked about it before you know david had the heart david committed trespasses that and just if you're looking at them if you're examining their, their life on paper well david did some pretty deplorable things. He committed murder. He basically raped a girl. I don't even say basically. He, he did rape her. But he had God's heart. Saul did not. Saul instead turned to below. He
2: turned to... Divination. Yeah, divination. Uh, the, the King Jimmy version says. Let's just kind of tie this all in. Why is this important? One of the things that boxers do is they watch film. They watch video of their upcoming opponents' previous fights. So they can learn their moves. They understand... The tells. Yeah, the tells, exactly. And this is kind of what we're trying to do because, you know, we're in this season where Lord of the Rings, what did Aragorn say to Theoden and Two Towers? Whether you wish for it or not, war is upon us. And I'm sorry, I just talked to so many people that, you know, they're just like, well, things will be okay. I would rather have enough knowledge, enough information, and have the ability to be effective and help people, teach people, but also for myself to be able to spot these things out. I just finished watching Yellowstone because the guys just got me hooked on it, and I'm going to uh, take a cue from Johnny. You're going to give a little spoiler alert. Five seconds. That was your chance to you know, turn the volume down or fast forward. Um, at the end of season two, the two brothers that were wreaking havoc on the Dutton family, one of them came to a very untimely end on the toilet. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to die on the toilet. That's right. The one thing he said, though, before he... he or he bit a bit well, perished. Yeah. Before he teats up. Exactly. On the toilet, toilet. On the lid. On the john. Yeah. The son, Casey, said, why are you guys doing this? You know. He goes, well, no one's ever fought back. And I remember pausing it As I was watching that And it just resonated with me The fact that these guys Were able to screw people Out of their livelihoods Their livings Their life But wouldn't fight Fight back back. And I have a quote here From George Washington We love the founding fathers Here dearly It says The one thing that separates The American Christian From every other person On the earth Is the fact that He would rather Die on his feet Than live on his knees And there's something That really resonates With me about that But you know I don't see that. I don't know that about that population of people. So what we're talking about here is a spiritual war that's come out and is being manifested into the physical. And even though we're big fans of the Second Amendment and we're not really promoting the use of violence in that respect, however, the thing we need to do right now, you know, when you hear this, once again, eight days away from the election, you need to pray. Uh, This isn't hubris. I'm not trying to overstate. I'm not trying to work anything up. But like we talked about in number 49, fly or die, the idea of the season that we're in, there's these things that are happening that we're Heading down this road There's no way to turn back I don't believe And we're just Trying to give people Some knowledge A bedrock Or something that they can use Moving forward
0: Give them something to believe in Jason go ahead And read the next All right Galatians 5 19 through 21 From the Amplified Bible Now the practices Of the sinful nature Are clearly evident They are Sexual immorality Impurity Sensuality Total irresponsibility Lack of self-control Adultery Sorcery Hostility Strife Jealousy Fits of anger Disputes dissensions, factions that promote heresies, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, and other things like these. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God.
2: Now go ahead and re- read the next one if you don't mind.
0: All right, so this is First uh, John 2, 15-17, Amplified. Do not love the world of sin that opposes God and His precepts, nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust and sensual craving of the flesh, and the lust and longing of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, pretentious confidence in one's resource, or in the stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but are from the world. The world is passing away, and with it its lusts, the shameful pursuits, and ungodly longings. But the one who does the will of God and carries out his purpose lives forever.
2: Both of these portions, they talk about things that are unnatural to the will and to the purpose of God. I know this is probably some real heavy spiritual stuff here, but it's important to understand, you know, and if you go back up to where it talks about Galatians, sorcery, we're talking about these principles that, quite frankly, are purely evil in nature. You know, whenever you hear a reference to Alistair Crowley or Anton LaFey or whatever, these are the progenitors of modern-day witchcraft, Wicca, white magic, spiritualism, or whatever you want to say. And, And it's very subversive, but it is there, it is, it's a threat, because what we see is that a lot of this stuff is spilling over into pop culture and the world that we're in, and it's celebrated. You know, where it talks about the world, a lot of that's gotten into the church. Now, I'm not a, a saint. I have my vices for sure, so I'm not trying to say I or anybody here is above reproach in that respect. But there's a difference between willfully partaking versus just being a dumb knocker yeah, and a screw up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right, Just <Yeah>. being flawed. <laughs> so the question that we need to ask ourselves is what we need to understand is in regards to the time that we're in. And Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting in verse 3, it says there's a reason, a time appointed for everything under heaven. But the thing that we need to realize, is we go down to verse 8, it says a time for love and a time for hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And I, I really believe, like, we're at this point now where it's like— okay, Ready for war. Ready for war. Ready for war. And how is it that we fight? Well, it, we— When I would to cut jump in here with a little analogy. Sure. I think we were
1: talking about that. I think of that scene from Braveheart where he's meeting with all his people from Scotland and they do this ritual where they go out there and they barter with the English and they set the terms and the English basically have been dominating and lording over the Scottish people and the precedent had already been set. We're going to go out here. We're going to talk. We're basically going to do whatever England says. We're going to cow tail and run away. In this scene, Mel Gibson's character, William Wallace, decided, you know what? That's not how we're playing at this time. I'm going to go pick a fight. They're doing their little parlay and they're doing their little thing and he went over there and basically just Laid insult after insult. And so he said, You know, we're not having the same freaking result. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting mm-hmm. a different result. He said,
2: It's time to pick a fight. The tyranny. Of the English ruling over the Scottish, even in our time here in America, yeah. look at the people that are ruling our nation: Nancy Pelosi, Evil people. AOC, the, a woman who doesn't even know what a, a disposal unit is in, in a kitchen sink. Look at the bite. Look at Kamala Harris. I mean, Jesus, Joseph, well, we, and Mary.
1: Look at the people. We just talked about Hillary Clinton with the satanic images. As yes, she's doing her. I mean, like it's
2: it's not being done in the shadows anymore no the but, evil is in it right out in front of people right but look at these people that are lording our lives like i know i joke about supreme chancellor dewine but we have these people and we give them the power we just say okay we're just going to go out there and and take it up a tailpipe well i gotta tell you you know morning morning for the sound off
0: yeah. listening to uh nancy pelosi <laughs> sit there and get the duct tape ready yell about how she's been chosen to represent the people she knows the people she knows what the people want and what she's doing is for the people and i want to know how you know the people nancy how do you know them? i want you to let me know about them who do you know who do you know? How do you know them? When have you had a conversation?
2: And that we know the people that she Give does know, break. like her hairstylist. She threw under the bus. Yeah. So let that be a lesson, She's right? Set up.
0: It's just, it's just, they just, it's just a big lie, folks. You know, and um, I know, Bill, you read eight, but seven—a time to tear apart and a time to sew together a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. We can be silent no more, folks. We can't sit back and allow this to happen again. It says it right here in the Bible, but if you look back in history, it shows it there too. This is exactly what happened, okay? Hitler was voted in in a democratic election, okay? That's the truth. It's not like he rose to power like in a movie or something. He was like some dark lord who took over Germany and, you know, killed the leader of Germany. No, he was elected by the people. And he did things, and this goes back to what Bill was saying about Yellowstone. Why are you doing this? No one ever fights back. Well,
1: I think of Maximo Alvarez at the Republican National Convention, who had already seen the way that this whole thing worked in his homeland, and he and he came to America, and he says, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to run away anymore. I'm tired of yes. running away. It's a I'm, great it's, interview. I'm, I'm going to stiffen my spine, and I'm going to basically give my Resolute middle finger to this evil, and and I'm not going to bow to tyranny anymore, any longer.
0: He, he gets it. He's seen he sees it. it, and then he says, he goes, "I've seen this. I lived through this. I know what's happening. I I came here to get away from this. Yeah. And uh, there's well, and the thing is, it's not that he's not running when he says." I'm not running from this. I mean, I'm yeah. not taking anything from it, but there's nowhere to run, folks. Oh, yeah. This is it. This is the last stand. This is
2: the out. Al- yeah, but America is the Alamo for the world. When I was putting this together and all this stuff with the Biden started coming out and I'm just like, my God. These are the people that we are allowing. We have you know, like my dog roll over and show me their belly. hit me again, I can put a little stink on it. <laughs> <laughs> Spiritually, economically, politically, militarily, we have effectively rolled over and we've shown these people our belly. What
1: I'm gonna do is piss him like an jerk and then
0: bend over and take it the tailpipe. So you know morning. morning. They, uh, you know, Biden and the Demo rats, they they just blatantly right in front of you, like you said, Bill, right in front of you of what they're doing and lie, Mm -hmm. straight up lie. We have factual data that shows that they're liars, Mm -hmm. that they're cheaters. That they're thieves. If you call up any of my children right now, if you had them in front of you, and you said, what are the three things that your father despises and teaches you to despise? Lying, cheating, and stealing. Okay? It's the opposite of integrity. The opposite. You know, sometimes my kids might be a dick. Sometimes I might be a dick. That stuff happens. Okay? But what you don't do is you don't lie, you don't cheat, and you don't steal. And let me tell you something. Any adult that you catch lying, cheating, and stealing, that's what they are. And when you catch them, folks, when you catch them, it wasn't the first time their hand was in the cookie jar. Okay, right. you catch them down the road after the hand's been in the cookie jar several times. You know, these folks we're talking about have been in office for decades, mm-hmm. decades and decades. Career politics. And if you if you go back and if you watch any of the videos that are easily accessible,
2: well, not anymore because social media is removed. Okay, but there
0: there are you videos know, you to, can to still quote, find. To quote Joe Biden, well, son of a bitch. But there are still videos, and if you ha- can't find them, I'll tell you what they are. It shows. Joe Biden, all the way back in the 70s, lying. Lying about what he's done. Lying about what he will do. Plagiarizing people. Even his college transcripts he lied about. He lied about everything, (laughs) folks. That's what he is. He is an absolute 100% liar. Certified, yeah. And And, and that's who you want to vote for? You want to bring a straight-up liar into office? I mean, straight-up liar. You might think Trump's an asshole. But seriously, I want you to get a hold of us here at FlawedCast, and I want you to tell me what Trump has done so bad that you want to bring in a lying thief. No, don't use your heart. We want facts. That's right. What has he done? And don't sit here and tell me he's a racist unless... You can tell me factual data that shows he's a racist, you know, because he's got, I don't know, he's dated black people, he's got Jewish grandchildren. I mean, give me a break. Give me a break. Bring some factual data of something that he has done to the American people in his three and a half years, three and a half plus years as president of the United States. I want you to give me the list of what he's done to hurt this country.
2: And what are the three big lying, cheating, cheating and stealing? stealing. Right. All the same right. thing and it's, as far it's, as far as I'm it's the the Bible says in John 10, 10, but the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy similar. Yeah. So we're talking about these Luciferic principles that are now mainstream. They're subverting mainstream America. They're subverting our yeah. churches to the point where and, we feel the, they're the norm now.
0: And it's okay. Exactly. And,
1: and just like how Satan does with God and, and tries to manipulate good and, and make it in his own version of that right. as evil, they're doing the same. it ties into a previous podcast where we talked about how they're accusing now Trump, of the very same transgressions that they were
2: committing. No, episode number eight, uh, Mr. Olinsky's rule book. It goes yeah. all the way back to that. So, John, can we get into this bit in Ephesians? Because how we fight back at this moment. Yeah. And I love that you brought that verses six and seven up in Ecclesiastes in chapter three, because you're absolutely right, Jason. This time is- to
0: keep silent and a time to speak.
2: Yes, Exactly. Get how? in the arena, folks. Exactly. We are trying to do this. exactly what we're trying to encourage. We're giving you the secret. So we're not just going to expose, you know, one of my biggest things at church, well, the pastor's like, do this, do this, do this. I'm like, well, how do you apply that? So we want to give you this knowledge. These are application. trying to expose you to very, very lightly these beginning principles of what these petitioners of evil adhere to. But what we're going to do is give you the practical application, like John just said, of how to combat this. So Johnson, Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 18 from the Amplified Bible, on
1: the armor of God. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord, draw your strength from him, and be empowered through your union with him, and in the power of his boundless might. Put on the full armor of God, for his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier, so that you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, "...against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Therefore, put on the complete armor of God, so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands, to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, and victorious. So stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened the wide band of truth, personal integrity, moral courage, around your waist, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness that is an upright heart and having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the readiness produced by the good news above all lift up the protective shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god with all prayer and petition pray with specific requests at all times On every occasion and in every season in the Spirit. And with this in view, stay alert with all perseverance and petition, interceding in prayer for all God's people. More God. More God. In
2: every season. I like you. you, to tie that in. And there's so much in this. I mean, we probably do a whole episode on this alone, but everything that is needed. It talks about putting on the armor of God. You know, like if you're a soldier, you don't go into battle without suiting up. It's kind of a, a little scene behind the curtain, if you will.
1: My entire life, that was something my dad started with when we were kids. We would do prayer before we'd leave and head off for school. We'd always end our prayer with putting on the full armor of God. And actually, it's something that I kind of rolled forward into my own house. I do it with my wife and my daughter when she decides to wake up on time. Every day is a battle. Not to sound dark and ominous, but every time you leave your house, you're going out into a world. You're going out into some sort of battle. So you need to be prepared for every season before you right. get out. You don't know what the attack can happen. We don't know what the enemy's... Plan is going to be. We have no idea what that specific attack is going to be on that specific day, but we have to be prepared for whatever may come.
2: I think that's so great. And it's going to really illustrate one thing I want to get into. It's going to be a real brief lesson in American history. And I was thinking about this this week and how this is tying into everything. And as I was watching Yellowstone, you know, I really started thinking about Native Americans as a people group. I have such tremendous respect for them. They were so innovative. Uh, a lot of their traditions and a lot of their survival practices, uh, people still use today. They're very spiritual. They're a very hardy, resourceful people. And it wasn't that they were ignorant. It wasn't that they were lazy. It wasn't that they weren't innovative. What happened with Native American tribes when the Europeans started migrating west in America? What was their Achilles heel? What was the thing that brought them down is the absolute refusal to acknowledge their enemy. And the absolute refusal to say there is a technology of a people that we do not know and they were trying to carry on and the old traditions and believing that they could fight they could preserve their old way of life and they were just in such denial and in so many ways americans like that especially american christians are like that just in denial like oh no everything's gonna be okay oh no this is gonna blah 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 i don't want this to be misconstrued but the native americans really got the short end of the stick and the ones that are still around today live on these reservations which are by all counts, all intents and purposes are way worse than a lot of the big major cities in America, you know, crime rate, uh, alcoholism, you know, so on and so forth. That is a principle that goes swept under the rug, and people don't look at it that way. They don't consider it. But what I would hate is that people, especially people of faith, in their absolute refusal and denial and ignorance to acknowledge that we are fighting a foe that has technology that is unscrupulous. and we talked about this in another episode, we project our humanity and our goodness on these people thinking, well, I wouldn't do that, they wouldn't do that. That's not it. That's not it at all. So we absolutely have to come to grips with the fact that we are in a battle of life and death right now. And I know how that sounds, and I know the statements and emails we get. Hmm. You can think I'm a conspiracy theorist. You can think I'm this. You can think I'm that. I don't care. That's fine. Bring it. But yeah, don't come and knock and after the Ark door's already closed. Well, yes. And that's the thing, because after a certain point, like we talked about in Saul, that's it. Here's your chance. This is it. And then it's not like we're mean. We
1: say don't come knocking after the arc door closes. It's not like we don't want you to join us, but there's going to be a certain point in time where we don't
0: have the power to bring you on board anymore. Well, I saw a post. I was reading through the comments in a post because Sometimes I just like to read through them. I, I really don't comment as much as I used to. You like
2: to look but not touch.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to you. But I, I, I'm trying to get a feel, right? You want to understand where people's minds are. And this one response, this gentleman said something to the fact of, um, everyone needs to just relax a little bit. The world's not going to change just because Biden gets elected president and all this stuff. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> wow. Maybe, maybe not for him. No, it's going to change for no, everyone. That's exactly what the Germans said. House. As you said, Bill, you gotta take the blinders off. We are being deceived on such a high level. They have the technology, as you said, Bill. We have to accept the fact that it's not that we're not smart enough. It's not that we're not strong enough. It's that we're allowing them to deceive us, and we refuse to accept what's happening as a whole. And that's what
2: they're counting on. I'm going to say this again. Look at the people that are ruling us. You got a guy with dementia who doesn't even know who he is, where he is, or what he's doing half the damn time. You have his son. He's
0: a total patsy.
2: Oh, I I know, but the point is, is that you look at Pelosi. Look, we've listed all these people that are lording over us, and we don't like Trump because he has a bad tan, or because he enjoys women. Listen, I enjoy women. You two do as well. Well, And and again, you don't have to
0: agree with everything. I think that he opens his mouth on Twitter and (laughs) says things that he doesn't have to say. I don't disagree with that. He does, and, and that irritates me. But if you look at factual data of what he's done for the country, and you look at what Biden has done for the country, or shall I say for himself, while supposedly representing the people of this country. But listen, I want you you to seriously think about this. Or ask this question of folks. What does Donald Trump have to gain by dragging himself and his family through what he has for the last five
2: years Great point. and I, wanting to do it for four more? What does he have to I think a better question, not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, not to, not to John you, uh, but what toll has he already taken? What has he already lost? What damage has he and his entire family been inflicted upon them? And when you let us know,
0: when you answer those questions, the five could, if you could give us some facts data to back up when you say that he's a dictator, that he wants to rule the world. Just give me data that backs that up. That's all I want.
2: Johnny, do you have anything else to add? Closing
0: thoughts? No, I think we've said it all. Okay, Gene. Folks, get in the arena. Help other folks get in the arena. Help take the uh, blinders off. Don't be mad. Don't yell and argue with folks who are blinded. We need to help show them. We need to give them factual data that can't be disputed. We have to get them somehow to look at that factual data ask questions let them talk and you ask questions you ask those questions And those questions you can lead to where you want to go. You ask the questions to make them tell you factual data. And they are going to get stumped, and they're going to realize at some point that what they're being blinded by isn't factual data, and that they are being blinded. Maybe Eve in the garden should have used the five whys with the Satan? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the truth is, she was deceived by someone who was telling her the truth. It looked good. Mm. That's right. But it was all dressed up as a pig and lipstick, okay? This isn't even that. This is even worse than that. We know what happens here. Eve didn't have any history to look back on. She didn't have a Bible either.
2: We have a playbook. We have history, period, and a story. These are factual things. I think maybe in closing, just make this comment, You know, we've had discussions where we're not on the same page with this. I don't think Trump's going to win. I hope to God and pray he does. I don't think he's going to win. I think the demons are going to steal this. But what we have to understand is, and we talked about this last episode, the idea of lesser magic. Like, they are telling you what they do so that when they can get away with it, spiritually, in their belief system, they get more points, they get more power is what it is. They're broadcasting their plans, and my fear fear, like the Comanche, like the Native Americans, we are just going to adhere to the belief system that these people have honor that when these people say they subscribe to a system of faith or when they subscribe to a belief, and even in just the constitution, that they are lying to us. Once again, it's the idea of lesser magic. As above, so below, they are trying to invert spiritual reality through physical means so that they can accomplish their goal, which ultimately, as we've discussed in previous episodes, one world order, globalist, the idea of the end of times, which we're knock, knock, knocking on that door. Yeah. And let me tell you what tipping point. The real tipping point,
0: I can tell you right now, we already know that Democrats want to attack the Second Amendment. And they're doing it by doing this reverse on what they call assault weapons and high-capacity magazines because you don't need that to deer hunt. No, we don't. We need it to protect ourselves, not from our neighbors, but from our government. That is why the Second Amendment was there, folks. It was there because they realized if they don't have armory, if they don't have a militia, they can be
2: overtaken at any time. They just revoked that in Canada In Australia, they don't have the Second Amendment. In England, they don't have the Second Amendment. In France, so what we see globally is that is absolutely happening. And as
0: soon as, listen, as soon as that happens here, game over, bro. Totally. We cannot defend ourselves, not against each other, against these folks that are blinding everyone right now. They don't want to take them away to protect you. They want to take them away so they can have more power, so they can grab more power, so they can control you. It's an easy inlet to your soul. Right. And, and it's, it's over at that point. As soon as you can't stop them, it's over.
2: Right. And it's the idea of the Strong City Initiatives, which we talked about in the, the two-parter with about globalism. We already have the UN on American soil, so we already know through their own validity through their own admission that this is a plan. Well,
0: they're playing a chess game, folks, and let me tell you what, they're four or five moves ahead way. right now. And If you talk about the
1: mark of the beast and, and end times, this that's another step in that process because right. once you've taken out all the natural defenses for that to take place, the lesser man is just going to say, whatever, okay, I'm going to roll with it. Go ahead. I've already made my bet. I might as well lie in it.
2: Uh, uh... Yes, so I'm gonna not choose to say that, but I think this is a you good use episode. Use discretion. Well, I, I was just gonna say, people well, have kowtowed I... to the mask. Now, whether we preconditioned to the mask, oh, I can't leave my house without the mask. It's, you know, first it's with our phone, and I'm freaked to that. You know, but they're gonna start contact tracing. They've already done that, right? So we got the mask. They got the contact tracers. They're gonna start following us wherever we go. And, and once again, I know this sounds very conspiracy theory, but this is the reality. This is the world we live in. So you know, live in the now or don't. It's yeah. up to you. But listen, I think this is a great episode. Yeah, thank, thank you guys. To
1: quote quote Elvis, it may look like an angel, it may walk like an angel, it may
2: talk like an angel, but it's the devil in disguise. And I think that's a great way to end this. want to thank you guys for listening. Please share. Help us get this out there. Please subscribe. Uh, Currently we are everywhere that you can listen to the podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, We are on YouTube. Make sure you smash that bell and subscribe. Follow us on our social media, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, ParlerGap, FlawedInk. FlawedInk.com is our website, FlawedCast, Flawcast CLE. Send us an email at info at And uh, just want to thank you guys. Remember, get out and vote. Go and vote in person, or your vote will not count.
0: Yeah, rock the vote, baby. Rock it.